Pittsburgh Steelers fans, guess what? It's the offseason, but you've had plenty of XFL. You've had plenty of other stuff going on over the weekend. But I know what you want. Mr. 2AM is here with his good friend, Tony Defio, and we know what you want. You want Pittsburgh Steelers talk. That's what makes you. That is absolutely what makes you a Steelers super fan. And if you're tuning into the Steeler Hangover on the family of shows, the family of podcasts on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, then you know what that means? That means that you crave Pittsburgh Steeler news. You crave just talking about it. And you're part of our little family here. So with that being said, thank you for joining us wherever you are, whenever you are. And why am I say whenever you are? Because for guys like Mark Davison in Australia, it's like 13 hours ahead. It's something like that. It's, uh, I mean, for Tony, it's, uh, it might be 5.18 p.m. when he's recording this on Monday, but in, in his head, it's 2 a.m. as well. That's right. right, my good friend Tony. That's how I feel right now. I'm kind of I'm kind of sleepy, but but this show is going to wake me up. Our great Steeler fans are going to wake us up, and we're going to have a great show. Good to be with you, Brian. You know what? When I originally did the two a.m. thing way back in in November, I honestly wish I would have went with three a.m. so I could do the great Rob Thomas and Matchbox student <coughs> Matchbox Twenty and say it's three a.m. I must be lonely. Yeah, I, I know what that song's about. I'm going to have somebody correct me. And I know it's not a party song. I know it's about um, his sick mother. Um, it's one of actually one of the most beautiful songs of the 1990s. Right. If you ask me, one of my absolute favorites. And I got to tell you, I hate that that song came out at the same time as Celine Dion's My Heart May Go Yawn. From Titanic, um, <laughs> because you know that song was number one for ten or eleven weeks, and number two for all that time was Three AM by Matchbox right. Twenty. That was one of the greatest songs of actually that decade, if you ask me that. So uh, thank you all. Hey, look, you guys are super fans of BTSC Steeler Nation. We love having you. Thanks for supporting the show. Just supporting the show is showing up and hanging out. But I want to bring something else up to you. And we talk about subscribing and we talk about, you know, super chats and all that stuff. One thing I want to remind you, though, where did Tony and I come from? Why are we here? Tony, why are we here? We're, we're here because of behind the steel curtain. I, I got my start in 2010. I don't know about you, but they're the ones you yeah, they're they're the ones who uh, who sponsor this show, who who bring you this show. So, you know, uh, you'll be doing us a, a big favor by uh, subscribing and liking this show. <laughs> and uh, yes, I I came from Woomville. Thanks, uh, thanks, Kason. And uh, with with that being said, look, if you like the information you get from the, this family of shows, with all of the shows. I'll give a shout out to Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Big Bro, uh, Big Bro Sco, Sir Lancelot, Lance Williams. Um, great work by all those guys. But uh, most of those guys, a lot of those guys, especially Jeff and Dave and Tony and myself, you're going to see writing on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And those articles, you're, there's roughly about 10 every day. I mean, it goes from breaking news to commentary to fun stuff to stats um, to uh, speculation, to everything that you absolutely positively want. It's on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I even throw in some 
some fantasy not i'm not talking fantasy football but i absolutely throw in some nonsense from time to time and one of my ones if it didn't debut already today it's probably going to hit tomorrow and it's about what do you watch if there was an all steeler network and what kind of fun shows could there be i'm going to give you a little spoiler there's one called leaving randy land there you go (laughs) i'll give you another one orange is the new black and gold so it's stuff like that. It's just fun stuff too. I mean, there's so many things all year round. I mean, roughly about, you know, seven to 10 new articles a day. So check that out. If you're a diehard Steeler fan and you love this stuff, then you're going to love that. Tony, what do we got going on? Oh, we got a, uh, a super chat, $5 super chat from Anthony. He's, he's uh, watching us from London. Merry old, is it merry old or jolly old? I don't know. But it's it, from it, London. It's from London. It's a merry place. My my yeah, wife's yeah. family is from there. There you go. I've been there. I have been to London. And I went, I was there, and I saw the second most famous Big Ben. And when I was there, and I was I was doing that joke everywhere, and I don't think everybody uh everybody enjoyed that joke as well. Um, but I did, and I was like, look, I'm wearing Steeler stuff over here. In fact, I took my buddy who's over there, he got me into West Ham United um because that's his team. So I took him Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, and believe it or not, I took him Baltimore Orioles stuff too because I live in Maryland and they're very non-threatening to me. But of course, <laughs> no rat birds. No rat you birds. Can't, you can't do it. There, there you go. Um, so um, with that being said, Tony, how was your week, man? And what are we hanging over? We are hanging over. Uh, I guess we're hanging over the the XFL, Antonio Brown interview on on the fan, all kind of stuff. Man, how how great was Dunlap on that? Um, yeah. With the the Antonio Brown stuff, and it, it's funny. They I was listening last week, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, we just need a maybe we could just try to get him." Two days mm-hmm. later, he was on. I I love stuff like that. But um, the XFL, you wrote an article about the XFL, Tony, and. I did. Uh, What's your thoughts on that? Because you and I, we're old school wrestling guys. Well, I mean, it, it, I, I see where they're where they're coming from. They're trying to they're trying to uh, give us a, a different brand of, of football. But I, I just think it's gonna, you know, right now fans are there's kind of a buzz about it, as they say, because it's the first week. But but you know, it's like I said in the article, uh, you know, with the AFL, the USFL, those leagues, they they had billionaire owners at least the usfl did they had billionaire owners and you know they were able to go after uh equal talent to the nfl and they were able to take some of their players away you know reggie white played in the usfl bruce smith i believe bruce there. smith uh jim Let's kelly in, yeah. yeah um herschel walker herschel walker uh, yeah. herschel walker was a. Uh, was on Donald Trump's team, the New Jersey yeah, Generals. Right. Yeah, and he, uh, he also had Flutie at one point. He had Flutie and Herschel Walker. Um, right. Do you remember our team in in Pittsburgh that played a three-row stadium? Heisman Trophy winner, Mike Brugier. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I was starstruck that they had the uh, Heisman Trophy winner on their team. Okay. Uh, I, will give, I will give props to anybody here that could say it in the next 20 seconds without looking at Looking it up, who was the Pittsburgh Maulers quarterback? <laughs> I know this. I know this off the top of my head. I know his number. I know he was a backup for the Dallas Cowboys. And when I was watching those games last week, I I, I saw him on the sidelines. I'm like, hey, that's the Maulers quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you because if you don't if you didn't write it in by now, you're looking it up. Glenn Carano. Wow. Yeah, Have okay, you ever I, heard of Glenn Carano? I mean, now that you say it, I, I definitely I've I've I'm a big fan of the old USFL. I just like going and watching those old leagues and watching how they tried to evolve. So yeah, I know the name now, but I wouldn't have guessed it in 20 seconds for sure. So I've got to go. I've got to go and w- I just found out you could watch those games, some of those games on YouTube also. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to watch some old USFL stuff. That was some great football. Right. But you hit it on the head. They were getting guys like Marcus Dupree. Right. They were getting guys. Uh, they were getting studs. Mm-hmm. They were they were getting absolute studs to come in here and compete with the the uh, NFL, and it was the perfect time to do so. And one of the reasons it was the perfect time to do so, it was right after, absolutely right after the strike year. Mm-hmm. So they started in 1983. The strike year was 1982. Right. Now I'm I'm telling you what Vince McMahon has already he's learned. He knows what happened way back. In 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. when he tried to start this league, and it was kind of, it was Bush League at the right. time. It, Definitely. I mean, they, he hate me on the back of their jerseys. It, it was it was a show. And he decided this time around, look, if I get a, a second chance at this, and if I do it right, it's not going to be a show. So right. he's already, I read that he's already prepared to lose $375 million. But if he can last three years, he gets to a second TV contract. Okay. And if he get and if he gets there, then he could keep this league alive. So if there's a chance to keep this league alive, it's because you have Vince McMahon with realistic expectations right. on what he's going to lose, and he's got a backup plan for it. Because this time, it's a uh, it's a chance to go ahead and do it, and do it right this time. And if you don't know who Vince McMahon is, um the chairman of the world wrestling federation. He is the reason you have WrestleMania. He is right. uh, I mean, like it or not. He is the reason it's so huge. Well, um, what I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what I think will have to happen eventually is, is I don't know. Do they have owner, the individual owners? I don't think they do. I think that's, what's going to have to happen is, or at least big time investors to, to, to invest in the league. Now, he put $500 million into, into the league from what I read. And that's half of what your average NFL franchise is worth. So, you so know. he's branched off too. He has yeah. branched off into a new company, is what he has done. Um, so there you go, man. There's uh, really interesting stuff. I had fun watching Eli Rogers catch a pass. I had mm-hmm. fun watching Sammy Coates not catch a pass. <laughs> um, Landry Jones was not the savior of the league. The uh, doesn't look like he is going to be the uh, the face of the league after week one, but it's just week one. But what I saw was pretty good football. And my dad, who's definitely not into any WWE stuff, um, he was. I went to visit him the other day. He and my mom and my dad had the X the XFL on, and he was like, "Yeah, this is actually some pretty good football." He said, did you see what they're doing on the kickoff? Do you see this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, wow, if you're saying that, and you're the one that, uh, I mean, he's the old man shaking fist at clouds. You know what I mean? <laughs> not the, not the year old man, dad. Um, right. But, but what I'm saying is he's, he's not looking at a new league. He's one of the, he's an old school guy. 
Mm-hmm. And for him to be watching that, I I was shocked. He's one of the guys that would have been watching the Oscars yesterday and been going, all right, I, this is not my old Oscars. You know, I mean, it, it would be one of those things that it's just like, I mean, some people can't handle change. I'm not saying that's my dad. I'm just saying that with the XFL, this is interesting change. I mean, sure, there's gimmick to it, but it's stuff that might actually change the game. And I believe Dave Schofield had an article on behind the still curtain.com. Um, if he does, if it didn't run yet, it's going to run. And it's regarding what kind of uh, changes can the XFL make to the NFL with some of their cool role changes. So there you go. And XFL weekend. Did you have a good party weekend, Tony? Did you live it up Defio style? Uh, just exercise and, and, uh, bowling that's about it that's that's about as much as i party nowadays that's awesome i mean hey you like what you like and that's pretty cool um maybe one of these weeks we're gonna have win win a bowling win a a bowling game round or what what do we call it a match or yeah match bowling match win a bowling excursion with tony defio that that might be it we we might have have to do that yeah so i mean if you want wild bowling Tony Duffy is your guy to see. So, Tony, Steelers 2020. I know we have nothing to be hungover for, um, but we're still hungover from that twenty that 2019 season. Right. And we're, we still have that bad taste in our mouth. And now that the Super Bowl's over, you know, 2019's over. Mm-hmm. So now at this point, we could be like, all right, it's over. We've got a new season, and we've talked about in the past, you know, it's not a quick fix. You know, it's not just getting Ben back. And there's so many other things to look at. You're you're looking at, hey, can the defense, can they sustain things? Can the offense, um, I mean, they fell apart last year, and one of the reasons was because Ben was gone, but the running game was one of the worst in the league. And there's many reasons for that. Um, and we'll talk about the running game in, in just a little bit. But when you look at the overall landscape, Tony, of the Pittsburgh Steelers for 2020, actually, I'm asking you to have 2020 vision, Tony. Um, but if you can do that, is the glass half empty or half full? So what I'm asking you is, are the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, is are there more strengths than weaknesses? And that's the title of the show today. What do we have here? Or is this a stronger team than we actually think? Or is this a weaker team? I think it, it all comes down to, like we talked about last week, number seven. You know, uh, Nap 1963, he uh, made a comment a few minutes ago about how he was peeved about the, the Bleacher Report article that came out today saying the Steelers should dump uh, Big Ben, which is ludicrous because, you know, it's, that would cost them $25 million right away to do that. And, and they don't have a whole lot of money under the cap to begin with. So it all it – all, uh, starts with with him if he is again 80 90 percent of what he was uh when he was healthy if not better then i think you have a really great chance of 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 turning things around super bowl who knows but i think after the last couple years just being a contender would be would be a a great step in the right direction i think it'd be something that that we we'd all welcome with open arms so i think that defense you're gonna lose javon hargrave without a doubt the free agency. So if you can get Stefan Tuitt back and if he if he's if he can stay healthy for a year, which I know is a big if given his history, and and he dominates like he usually does when he's when he's on, 
you know, that defense is probably going to be as good as it was last year. You know, if you have Bud Dupree, if you franchise tag Bud Dupree, which you're probably going to do. So it's just a matter of, of Ben coming back and being old Ben and, and hopefully making the, the skill position players run him better. I can't say that even better. And, you know, of course, we definitely have to look at Ben Roethlisberger and this team going with Ben Roethlisberger, um, going as Ben goes. So I absolutely agree with that. But when Ben comes back, does he have a running game to really work with? Does he have an offensive line to work with? And you've brought up some of those things. So that's some of the things we're going to talk about. Um, Tony, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and pay attention to the live chat and uh, see what they're saying on this. And as far as any questions that you have, we'll go ahead and answer those later on in the show. Um, just so I don't do my typical uh, bad 2 a.m. wandering all about and uh, changing lanes and going from A to Z back to D and and uh so on and so forth. Well, this is a new focused Brian Anthony Davis. That's what I'm trying bad. to be. What's that? Focus bad. Bad focus right. is basically what it is. Bad focus. Uh, so here, here's my thing. Let's talk about the running game. And I know now tomorrow night when we're talking about the running game, you definitely want to listen to Dave Schofield on the scat geek, the, the scat geek, excuse me. This, he's not a dancer. Dave's not mm-hmm. a dancer. So he's not the scat geek, but um, on the stat geek show uh, looks like uh, Dave, I'm sure big bro uh, Sco will be there as well, um, but they're going to have a special guest to talk about the running game. We're going to talk a little bit about it right here though. And when I'm talking running game, it starts in begins with one guy, Tony, and who's the guy that we need to talk about here? Pitt's own James Conner. <sighs> number 24 at Pitt, yeah. number 30 here in Pittsburgh, and I love the guy. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of pressure that's going to be on him this year. Um definitely. And the number one thing is staying healthy. So when I'm asking you this, Tony, I'm going to give you an option of three things and live chat. I'll give you the option of that as well. So realistically with a running game, do you go into free agency and pray you find some kind of money? Cause remember you can't kick the game down the road, right? But, but a really nice free agent group, dude, have you seen this free agent group? It's Partially, a pretty yes. spectacular free agent right. group. It looks expensive. <laughs> yes. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But there's some there's some bargains to be found in there, I think. But you don't know if they can do that. But so do you want to go through free agency? Do you want to build through the draft where you have tried to build through the draft in the past couple of years? Or do you hope for health and you stand pat? If you're the GM of this team and you have other things that you need to think about here, are you going to go ahead and stand pat? Or you st- you're going to try to move some money around and not focus on other positions? Or are you going to just uh, look at uh, maybe uh, round three or four for another running back again? I think you have to – I think with, with, with their other needs, I think you have to go with, uh, with the draft to try to uh, find a running back because, because I think you know a running back might be a little bit – uh, too much uh, cha-ching for them this year. So, and you said there might be some some bargains, but I think you, you can find a, a a future starter in the third or fourth round. And I think, you know, I like what I saw from Benny Snell uh, towards the end of the year. So maybe you know there, there's a possible 
successor in waiting and, and that guy, you know, so I think you have three guys, you have James Conner on his, he's in the final year of his rookie deal. So he's still here. So you, there's no point in cutting him because he, he he's a bargain and he's already made a pro bowl. So if he can stay healthy, then, you know, he could, he could uh, do, do a lot of great things for you next year, but that's a big if, but I think you, 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 st- you stand pat in free agency with the running back position. And I think you, you try to find a, a a guy in the third or fourth round again. Yeah, that's that's a good place to start, and they've done they did that with James Conner. He was the second pick of the third round. Um, a lot of people don't realize that who was the Steeler picked ahead of him in round three back in two thousand seventeen. Of course, we know T.J. Watt went first. Juju Smith-Schuster went second. Um, even though it was the third round, Conner went fourth. Who was number three there? The other Cam, Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton. I, I love me some Cam Sutton. I, I still think he's going to be a good player. So you're talking about Benny Snell Jr. You're talking about Kareth White. Those guys those yeah. guys showed me something last right. year. Right. I forgot about Kareth uh, White. So Jalen Samuels, I mean, he's there to be a third-round back, maybe, maybe a pass-catching option, but... And I know what you what you're saying that you know Ben opens things back up, but how much can we rely on Ben as well? And that's I'm just going to say that rhetorically. We're not going to answer that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, but still, looking at the running back depth chart, so we've got Connor. How many games is he good for? Let, let's go ahead and put a number on it right now, realistically. And what we uh, see, Jay, can we from, get p- plus twelve? Uh, judging on his on his last two years, I'd say. Just under that, maybe ten or eleven. Okay, is that good enough? No, it's not. I don't think so because we saw how 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 it affected the offense two years ago when he when he missed times, and we saw how it affected. I mean, the offense was compromised as it was this year without Ben, but we saw how it affected the offense the last two years when he went down. So I, I think that's probably not enough. So, and it affected Ben too when he was playing. Right. So it it really did. Um, I think you have some strong depth. So if we're looking at this, if we're looking at the running backs, are the running backs really a weakness or are they a strength? Or do we definitely have to have somebody in here in Pittsburgh? Do we need another running back? Uh, not a big time running back. We, we definitely need somebody <clears throat> to bring in and, 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 and sort of uh, round out the unit. I think just, uh, just to give you no, another person in there. Just, just uh, uh, to compete for 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 the uh, number one reps, I think. Okay, can I be a buzzkill here? Yes, I want to be a buzzkill real it's quick. Monday. I hate I hate being the buzzkill, but let's just when we're talking about free agents and remember, and I love you said it last week, Tony. You said you can't kick the can down the road anymore because of the collective bargaining agreement. That is one hundred percent true. Now back to something we talked about a little bit earlier. We started the show talking about the XFL. All right. The XFL may quite possibly help get a collective bargaining agreement done quicker for the NFL. That's a possibility because if they lock out, you think Vince McMahon's not going to go, whoop, I'll take you. Whoop, you don't yeah. have a contract. You don't have a contract. I'll, I'm going to offer you this kind of money and try to do that. Yeah. You know what? There's somebody that's going to br- break it and go. So that would be really – so I think that they they have them on their radar, 
in thinking about that. So the collective bargaining agreement might actually go a little quicker. So that could definitely help the Steelers. And it's really funny because Dave Schofield was on a, a live uh, Steeler Nation call with uh, Art 2 the other day. And he was trying to get a question in like, you know, Art's talking about, oh, these great things and oh, yay, all this great stuff. And Dave's like typing in a hard hitting question because he wants to ask about the collective bargaining agreement. Is it going to get done faster? And what do you need to do to get it done so Steelers can make moves? And they completely ignored his question. (laughs) So, I mean, it didn't come up, but I guess they never passed that to him. Right. Um, So with all that being said, you're saying that this could still be a strength of the team. Yeah, because I, I, I don't I, I don't I think we have to find a little more out about Benny Snell. And as we've seen before, if James Conner is healthy, then he's a pro bowl back, you know, and if you have Big Ben in there playing, you know, like his old self, then that makes it easier for Conner to be a, a, a strength and for the running game to, to thrive. So it can still be a strength. Yeah. But that, that doesn't mean they 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 shouldn't uh, get some insurance in the, in the uh, name of a uh, third or fourth round pick or even a second round pick, somebody like JK Dobbins, which I don't think he's going to last till the second round after what I've seen uh, based on his highlight tape. Okay. Now I asked if it's okay for me to be a buzzkill. Yes. And I, I kind of held that a little bit. Now I'm going to go back to it. So here's the deal. Derek Henry is not coming to Pittsburgh. Right. That guy is going to get buku money. I mean, if he doesn't, there's something wrong. Um, he's still fairly young. He's, uh, I mean, he showed what he did. In, I mean, he did it. He didn't just do it in the playoffs, Tony. You know that. He did it all year long. Yeah. And he was absolutely phenomenal. Right. Um, that You're not going to get him. You're not getting Melvin Gordon. I don't care what kind of bad year Melvin Gordon had. Le'Veon Bell got tons of money. Didn't even play the year before. You're not going to get, him get the money he thought he was going to get, but he got tons of money. Right. You're not going to get. You're not going to get Le'Veon Bell either. But he's not a free agent. I mean, unless, they, the, unless, they, unless they, cut they cut him, him. right? Yeah. Um, now, for the record, I would probably, uh, I would, uh, if the price was right, I would bring Le'Veon Bell back. Um, but that's another discussion for another time. Um, why not kick the tires on somebody um, if if there's a chance at redemption? And we, we, we've seen that a lot of times in this league that uh, you bring somebody back and they're like, yeah, I should have never left. Um, so those guys aren't coming. Um, so I talked about Melvin Gordon. I talked about Derek Henry. There are so there's big names out there, but I talk about some bargains. And one guy that I think would be a bargain, but I don't think that he is worth it um, just because the reason I'm going to say worth it is because he's injury prone as well. And that's Matt Breida of San Francisco. Very good player. Right. Very good player. But Matt Breida is is not a guy that you really want to kick the tires on um, when you have the same, you have a better running back as far as I'm concerned in James Conner. Um, if health's the reason you stay away. So here's my bargain. This is my hot tip. And, uh, and this guy, I think he's way too expensive as well is Kenyon Drake. I'd love to have this guy, but that's not my bargain. Austin Eckler's fast. 
he's not the guy I'm talking about either. I, I think he, I don't want to call him one trick pony, but he's uh he's more of your third down speed back. Um, and you have Kareth white in a possibility for that. So look at a guy who was a part of a three headed monster. And when he got a chance to play, he played really well. And this would probably be his third franchise at this point, and he's a fairly young guy. It's Jordan Howard of the Philadelphia Eagles. When this guy's in there and he gets an opportunity, I think he is a good way to go. What's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think, as you said, it would have to be a bar- at a bargain price because all those other names you mentioned, they're going to want to – not only are they going to want a lot of money – but they're going to want to come in and be the the featured back, and I don't think they they need a necessarily a featured back. I think, like we've been talking about the last couple of years, you know, I'm I'm starting to come around to the whole running back by committee thing, and you know, if you have James Conner taking eighty percent of the snaps, then what does that leave? Where does that leave everybody else? You know, so I think I don't think if he, if he comes in, I think it would have to be as a as sort of a, a, a by committee running back. And that's what he's done in Cleveland, excuse me, in Chicago. That's what he has done in Philadelphia. Miles Sanders as a rookie came in and played really well. You had some other guys there um, that uh, that Boston um, that, that was uh, pushing them out at the end. So a lot, a lot of opportunity for a guy like that to come in. He's only about 25 or 26 years old. I believe more on the 25 side um not a bad idea can you get a guy like that at a bargain um you got to think the possibility that you've got all those other guys ahead of them that are going to command money one guy that i didn't mention um it's kareem hunt he's not coming plus he's a restricted free agent so i would tell everybody get him out of your head too because you're not gonna you don't have draft picks to give up anyways so you're not going to give up a draft pick for Kareem Hunt at this point as well. So my thing with this team, with this running back by committee, like you mentioned, I kind of think that you draft a guy. I'd love to get the free agent. I'd love, I would love to do that, but you might have to go ahead and get a free agent edge rusher. Right. Uh, I think that's going to probably be more pressing. But I'm thinking that if I'm the GM, I kind of uh, cross my fingers and I hope for health. But I don't just hope, hope for health. I hope that with the presence of Ben Roethlisberger, that uh, Ben elevates the line again. I hope for Ben's health as well. I hope the offensive line gets back to what it was. And uh, I hope that they try to figure out life uh, in year two after Mike Munchak, because I think he had a lot to do with the uh, the problems of the running game. So I'm thinking you draft another guy to bring another guy in to compete, because I don't think James Conner, um, healthy or not, I don't think he's going to get a second contract with the Steelers. And the reason I don't think he's going to get a second contract with the Steelers is look at the guys that uh, he was drafted with. Juju Smith-Schuster is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think if you have to, I mean, Tony, if you've got Juju and James Conner, you got to make a decision between the two of them, right? I think you're, you're better. You're, you're, you're. 
you're better off going with Juju, taking a risk on him, being yeah, the player and, that he was. Yeah. And and I, I probably think you would. Um there there's some other guys in free agency that uh some older guys that uh I mean you could bring a Frank Gore in, you can bring a uh LaShawn McCoy, you you could possibly bring yeah. a guy like that in um to compete. Um somebody uh Bo said Lamar Miller as well. So there's guys out there. Um Carlos Hyde. The only no, question I mean, is, are, are they going to want to just, are they going to settle for a running back by committee role? Or are they going to want to be the, the top guy? Uh, you know, where, where are they at ego wise at this point in their career? That's what, that's, that's what we have to, to wonder. I think, a guy, I think guys like that are probably going to, uh, um, the, the older guys are, are not coming in to be top dog. They're coming in to get, a, get another contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the backs you have on the roster, you have some good backs on the roster. Um, I I like what you said at the beginning, Tony. It really comes down to Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. um, where the running game is. But I think if you look at the offense as a whole and you look at something else, I'm going to ask you this question. Besides running back, what is your glaring need on offense? Besides running back? Yes, I'd say a better performance from the offensive line. Yeah, I'd say I, left, I agree with that. Yeah, I'd say left left guard. I think Ramon, Ramon Foster took a step back last year. Marquise Pouncey took a step back last year. Probably uh, Big Al a, a little bit too. So I think you know you can't get rid of all those guys, obviously. But I think you can you can you can get rid of somebody like Ramon, unfortunately, and 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 maybe upgrade. Somebody mentioned. Uh, I always say B.J. Finney is the left guard, but somebody mentioned you know, putting Matt Filer at left guard and, and putting Shooks at right tackle. I mean, maybe that's the way you can improve the offensive line with your, with two re, uh, young, young guys, one, a free agent that you, you kind of built up under uh, Mike Munchak and Filer I'm talking about. And, and then another guy you drafted in the third round and Shooks, you drafted him actually, to be a starting tackle. Actually, I want Zach Banner before I want Shooks. Um, okay. If, if you ask me. Yeah, either um, way. So here's, here's the thing. I was looking for tight end. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that if we go on hoping that Ben is this magic cure-all, which we don't know, mm-hmm. but if Ben's in, you automatically get an elevation at tight end with Vance McDonald as well. So um, that that's one of those situations that with Vance McDonald there, you know, you don't have to cut a guy like that. You still have an extra year under with contract with Vance McDonald. So Ben might make, Ben always makes him better. Right. Um, well, that, that's a guy you could look at. And then I know it's been mentioned. We're looking at free agency. If you listen to the beginning of the show, when we were talking about free agent, free agency, the money, I don't know where you're going to get the money. Right. I said, if you prayed for money, because that's the thing. So I'm going to write articles about, I'm going to write articles about free agent market watch. And the thing about that, I'm going to mention it. And every single time I'm going to get people like, we have no money. Right. Where are we going to get the money? It's like, no, these are the guys that are out there. These are the guys that that are out there. And you want to know who's there. Something might happen. You don't know. You know, they're not bringing back a guy like Ramon Foster. Um, That guy's not coming back. Um, They, it's probably going to be a situation you'll probably see pretty soon where that decision has been made. 
Um, just like the Los Angeles Chargers did today with thanking Philip Rivers for his years of service. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So there's there's some ways to find money. They do have a great capologist, and we talked about it, you know, getting back to Omar Khan football. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know that's one of the things that everybody's gonna ask. Well, you have no money to spend because Ben's a thirty-three million dollar cap hit. I get it. But we still have a job to do to talk about who are the free agents available. Right. And when we said this at the beginning, we said that you do one of two things. You hope for health. You pray you find some kind of money under the couch and you uh, for a free agent or you just draft again. Or so, there's, there's the other alternative of them signing a, a, a CBA early and, 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 and that changes everything. So you just don't yeah. know. That's why we have to keep talking about this stuff. The Vinnie Mac effect, the uh, the XFL. So, yeah. I mean, there you go. So there are so many places that uh, that you could go with this team. But if you're looking at the 2020 Steeler roster that we know right now, you've got to judge whether you've got you've got to judge whether that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm having I'm having a moment here um, where I, I can't think. Um, but what what you've got to do is you've got to judge whether or not that this team has more strengths than weaknesses, and that's what we try to figure out today. I think they're a few tweaks away. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, Jamie uh, said earlier, it, it's a shame that that. That are that the whole future defend, depends on one person, meaning Roethlisberger. That's true, but that's true for a lot of teams. You know, if you get that situation fixed, and by his elbow being fixed and, and being 100% next year, that changes so much. I know people people don't want to talk about that. They they want to say, well, he's 38. Exactly. Well, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that are 38 and still doing a fairly decent job. You know, it's not 1985 anymore. It's not 1980 anymore. You you can be 38 and 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 uh, play quarterback position really well and really effectively. The only question is, will his elbow uh, be 100%? And it's not 1983 anymore either. It's not, you know, you're not dealing with an elbow injury in 1983 like Terry Bradshaw was. I mean, the technology is different. The med- medical advancements are so much better now. So, you know, I have all the faith in the world that he's going to come back. It doesn't mean he's going to, but I, I think I have a pretty, it, 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 my gut's telling me he's going to be, he's going to be pretty good in 20, or 2020. And if he is, it changes everything. I think so. And that's really, that's at the position where we've, you've got to hope. You're hoping for health. And that, it rubs off on so many other positions. It rubs off on them all. Because we talked about how Duck and Mason um, weren't getting all the cues from from the offensive line. Um, And the offensive line struggled because of that too. Um, Maybe... You really need a backup plan at backup quarterback too, which I would love them to do. Um, Art two is saying, you know, we really don't need one. Uh, we're happy with our quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I kind of caution against that, but guess what? I know nothing compared to the guys that are getting paid a lot of money to know stuff. So, right. so up, with that man? being said, go ahead. I think some areas you just have to take a chance. You know, you just have to take a chance that Ben is healthy next year and. Because you already you already owe him so much money, and and, and you know he's the best alternative. Uh, uh, you know what's out there in free agency, compared to you know if you, if you weigh 
Ben Roethlisberger and and what quarterback you you could possibly get in free agency compared to how good that backup that veteran quarterback would be, how much better he would be than Mason Rudolph. I think you just have to take take the chance on Ben that he's going to stay healthy uh, for for the majority of 2020. I think that's what you have to do because they're already in so much money to him and. And as you said, we don't have a, they don't have a whole lot of money to deal with at the moment. So I think some positions you, you just have to take a chance. Like people are talking about uh, cutting Vance McDonald, but other than, Why? yeah, other than Ben not being here next year, I can't figure out what's wrong with Vance McDonald. I think people are talking about uh, Greg Olson, who, you know, he's, he's a decent, uh, obviously a really great tight end. At least he has been in the past, but he's 35 years old. How old is Vance McDonald? 30. So, you know, I think I don't, I don't even think he's that old. Yeah, exactly. He so he, 2013, 2014 was his first year, I think. So, okay. yeah, I mean, you know, you, at, at some positions, you just have to look at bargains. Like, like you have Vance McDonald under under contract. I don't know what he's what he's making next year. And then you have possibly somebody like a Nick Vanette, who you know maybe he could be lifted up by somebody by by Ben coming back as as your number two tight end. You just don't know. I think some positions you just have to take a chance that it's going to work out. Only time will tell. We're going to have all these answers in August, but hey, we need something to talk about or we don't have a show. So that's why we do this stuff. Um, Real quick, um, we are going, we've got about five minutes left in the show. So we are going to open up questions on the live chat. We're going to open up that right now. I have to issue an apology. No, it's nothing that I said to anybody this time around. Um, But I had that, I had that uh, brain lapse where I could not answer your question and fellas, you, a lot of you could probably empathize with me right, right now. I'm not the best multitasker. My wife tells me I'm not a good multitasker. My wife shows up in the background (laughs) trying to like mouth something to me. I have no clue what she said. And when she does that, my brain freezes. So it's like, I mean, gosh, I just got wifed on the show. Um, So I have no clue what she wants. Um, But with that being said, I got completely knocked out of the game and I repeated myself about three or four times. I lost my whole train of thought. So I apologize for that. Um, That's the quality you get here when you have BAD on BTSC. So um, you, you get better quality when you have Jeff and Dave and Lance and well, even I, uh, Taco Tuesdays. Right. Well, <laughs> if I may interject, uh, I've been put in charge of the, of the live chat while, try, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm, I must say, I feel like a rookie quarterback. It's not as easy as it looks to try to pay attention to live chat and, and do a show. It's, it's tough. So you, you've been doing a good job. I, I'm, I'm more impressed with your skill set now than ever, Brian, because, there are like three questions you asked me. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't even, my, my answers didn't even make any sense. I'm, I'm afraid to look at the podcast later because I was trying to pay attention to the live chat. So you, you've done a great, a better job than you think, my friend. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and let's go to the live chat. So this is, uh, if you had something really cool before in the last 35 minutes and you want to bring it up again, you have a question, go ahead, do that now. Um, Robert Mullins, I'm not going to stop using that being said. That's my crutch line. Um, that and what's the other one? We're going to go ahead. I, I'm trying. I will take notes. I'll just I'll just uh, do my best on that to try to keep keep it going. But with that being said, that's just what I do when when I need to just fill in a second while my brain 
while my brain tries to catch up with what's going on. Um, I really think it was bad anesthesia back in 2003, Tony. Um, now I'm like fishing for stuff in my head. Um, well, we have so, a, we have a, a super chat, a $2 super chat from snowman saying we love you bad. And Tony Well, thank you. Snowman 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 is, he is our, like, he's the hall of fame super chatter. I think he's a billionaire as much as, <laughs> much as he donated to the uh, super chat this since summer, since last summer, I think he's a billionaire. There, there was a there was a great Jeff Bezos joke um, by Steve Martin on the Oscars last night about he's the only guy that got divorced and uh, is still the richest man in the world. <laughs> it's, a, it's a maybe Snowman is Jeff Bezos and we just don't know about it. Um, so that, that's really funny. Um, actually, no, it wasn't Steve Martin. It was uh, Chris Rock, but Steve Martin mm. and Chris Rock were up there and. Uh, Chris Rock asked Steve Martin, do you have anything to say about Jeff Bezos? He's like, no, I want to get my packages on time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy says he was a billionaire. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so Reginald Rivers asked, will Ben play out his final years of his contract? Tony, that's you. What do you think? I, I think, I think with, like I, I said before, with medical advancements being what they are nowadays in 2020, I think you can you can bounce back from a, from an el- from elbow surgery. I think you know they're gonna they're gonna give him the proper rehab. He's gonna want to come back. He said he wants to come back. He wants to prove people prove to people that he still has uh, a couple years left. He probably still wants to win another ring. So yes, he's two more years. I I, I definitely think he's gonna gonna finish out his, his uh, uh, contract. Um, Darren Dalton says bad is just being bad living by his name. <laughs> I guess that's, uh, that's not the Huey Lewis bad is bad. Um, <laughs> Steven says snowman has paid your microphone off bad. Yeah. I, I think he really has. And thank you, snowman. Um, I, we're, we're going to have to, maybe we'll, uh, we'll call him the honorary snowman microphones. Um, that's what we'll, yeah, I need a little. We need a little snowman icon up here, um, so that that'd be great. And snowman, he has the thing is, he's got an anonymous icon. He just has the little. Here, let's bring this back up. He says he wishes, but we can't see his face. We, there's no picture, so we don't know who he is. Hmm. So, um, Dante says, "When will we know about Ben's health?" Stephen answers that. And uh, this is one that Ron Cook from The Fan, you can tell I listen to a lot of The Fan, and Ron Cook just basically texted him and said, Ben, I haven't heard anything about your health. And he texted him back right away and said, you know, I'm going to the doctor in Los Angeles on February 21st. I'm going to know a little bit by then. Um, They're probably going to have me throwing tennis balls at first. So, you know, there's there's some things to, to look at there as well. Um, they're going to bring him along slowly. He believes that by May, he's ready to go. He believes in his head, but we all do that. We're all willing ourselves to get better um, when it's ourselves, and that's his goal, so I hope it works out. Um, Mr. Carl Anderson just makes uh, a comment. I hope Ben comes out 100%. Um, will this change his pump fake for the deep ball signature? Yeah, I... I, I don't know. Tony, what do you think about that? Because I, I haven't thought about that, and I love that question. Ben's pump fake? I, I think it's going to be one of those things. If he's 100%, he's going to do what, what makes him Ben. He's not going to be thinking about, I can't, I can't 
double pump or pump fake, you know, he's just going to do what he does on, on instinct. I think. Okay. Here's, here's a comment that I absolutely love with young Donald Nolan says with young core group of running backs, why not give another year of running back by committee to let them gel with Nick's leading the way behind improved offensive line. That's another, that's another reason to hope for health. That's a guy we need help. Help Yeah. That's somebody we forgot about all last year. He basically, he basically did not play last year. Roosevelt Knicks. He pretty much missed all of last year. And there's a, another ingredient to the running game that they were missing. So, you know, we were talking about the possibility and we won't know this for, I don't know when they're going to announce hard knocks, but something really interesting about that. If hard knocks picks the Steelers and the NFL picks the Steelers to do this, I will tell you, right away that Roosevelt Knicks will be featured. And the reason I'm going to tell you this is Rosie Knicks. He was Rosie Knicks, Roosevelt Knicks Jones back in, I believe it was 2013. And the Atlanta Falcons were on hard knocks and they moved him from linebacker to running back uh, to fullback. And he was the very first cut on hard knocks and they featured him a lot in that very first episode. It was actually heartbreaking, and he was so – I mean, you got to really see who Roosevelt Knicks was as just like a super guy, the way he handled it. His Falcons teammates were upset because they were shocked when he got cut early. I mean, this was before any cutdowns. He got cut really early in camp, and they, they were completely shocked. Right. Uh, so I would think that Hard Knocks would want to have – a look, a big look at Rosie Knicks if they did this, had the feature the Steelers. Kind so like a, I a think, full circle kind of thing. Yeah, I really think they would do that. And especially with him coming back. Dante Harris asks if Jonathan Taylor is on the board in round two, do you take him? Um, I gotta, I gotta say this. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I know he's a running back. Wisconsin, maybe. I'm not sure, and I don't know. No, no, not yeah. He is okay. Dante says Wisconsin running back. There, okay. I was actually right. I just wasn't completely um, sure. Um, thanks, Donald, for the great nugget on uh, Rosie Nix. Yeah, that was something really interesting. Uh, you know, you can go back on YouTube and watch the old Hard Knocks. And I actually, I was just writing an article in August, and I decided to start watching that one. And I, I wrote, I was doing Steeler Jeopardy at the time, which I'm going to be bringing back. Um, but <laughs> sorry, the, uh, Dante Harris, if we pass on Taylor, I would throw up. So I guess it's an endorsement of, 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 uh, of, uh, of Taylor. So he must be really good. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard great things about, about Taylor. So um, that's, and that, that's a running back name, Jonathan Taylor. It seems like a running back name to me um so dante is really invested right in in taylor but um cecil clark he's not he's saying no um but young woodburnan says yes all caps i'm convinced cecil was all caps but (laughs) but youngin throws in an exclamation point so there we go yes to steelers jeopardy okay yeah i am bringing that back probably I'm probably looking about April. Um, 
and bring that back throughout the entire season. I, I don't know if, did you see my Steeler Jeopardy last year? I got the little, I was able to mm-hmm. uh, get the blue background and make the questions just yeah, like Jeopardy. Yeah, pretty neat. So. I, I just want to say one thing about the running back, whether it's uh, Taylor or, or Dobbins or whoever, if you do, if you do pick a running back in the second round, I mean, that's a pretty big uh, investment. And you're probably telling your your other guys that we're going we want him to be our starter because I mean in today's NFL if you draft a running back in the second round you're probably doing so with the intent of him being your starter uh, sooner rather than later so that's the only thing I will say about that if you if you're drafting that guy in the second round he's not going to be a uh, running back by committee kind of running back. Well said. So that's a place that we're going to go ahead and. Uh... Say that's a wrap. So thank you so very much for everybody um, enduring another Steelerless weekend of no Steeler football. But we've got uh, we've got upwards of sixty four eyes right now um, looking at us, and we'll see so many more not watching it live. Uh, we appreciate all of you, whether you're watching it live or you're not and you're just watching it on a random Wednesday on your drive home or actually listening on your drive home. Um, no one wants to be looking at uh, me and Tony while you're driving one. That's not safe. And two, <laughs> I mean, that's a distraction because look at us. We're, right. We're candy to the eyes. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Passing out the eye candy from five to six every Monday night. <laughs> All right. With that being said, and now I'm aware of it, um, mm. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of you, but I, I swear I'm not. Um, but now, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, I can't say that. Um, I get so many notes. I, I I leave here and I'm like, all right, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Definitely don't say that again. Um, because uh, well, I'm trying not to offend people any, anymore. Now I've got, and every time I do, Lance Williams is going to give me a, not offend people, but if I say something bizarre, I'm going to get a hashtag and a nickname. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm becoming like Apollo Creed um, with with the million nicknames. And when they mention that in like Rocky 2 or 3, <laughs> it's like, how many nicknames does he have? He's like, a million. Um, so, so, yeah, because when uh, you know how Lance on every show, he gives the shout outs to us, and which I greatly appreciate. I think that's that's awesome. Um, he, he always uh, gives a shout out to uh, Tony and Dave. He goes, Dave, the Oracle. Um, mm-hmm. And then he starts out with me. He's like, who's bad? And it's Mr. hashtag Mr. 2AM, hashtag this, hashtag that. Like, wow. mm-hmm. Hashtag bad curtains because everybody uh-huh. hates, hates the curtains in my house, um, which really my wife doesn't get offended in anything, but she gets offended at that. And it, just the cur- curtains. You could rip on me. Just don't right. rip, rip on the curtains. In fact, she rips on me. So, I mean, she, I, I tell her every time, I said, joke's on you, honey. You're, you married me. Hmm. So, <laughs> oh, could I be the king of sting, Tony? I like it. I was going to say the count of, uh, was it Manny, Monty Fisto or whatever that one was? <laughs> yeah, the count of Monty Fisto. Yeah, that, that was the best. King of uh, Sting, the dancing destroyed. Darren, Darren knows his Rocky. Darren Dalton definitely knows his Rocky. You know what? I want to have a whole show on Rocky, and I bet I know Jeff Hartman would come in on that one. Um, the whole Rocky series. I, can, I have three of my DVD. Oh, I have them all. 
I have yeah. the only one I haven't seen is Creed Two, just because I'm behind and I, I'm in like my kids are still in in Pixar mode. So, <laughs> uh, the, there you go. But for me, of course, I'm a Rocky fan, but Apollo Creed was the man. I love me Apollo Creed, one of my favorite characters of all time, um, and one of my favorite lines. And here I'm, I'm trying to sign off. And here and now, now I'm getting excited because we're talking Rocky. Um, the greatest line in a film for me was when his trainer Duke. And this is Rocky too, and he's trying to decide on how he's going to get Rocky to fight him again, and it goes something like this. I saw this man hurt you like I've never seen a man hurt you. <laughs> I know where you're going. Like no one else. He's just no good for us, baby. And the man just kept coming back. Uh, I know I, I mangled that. And now I got I to gotta Google it and say it right. But that is just a fantastic line. And this man just kept coming back. He's no good for us, baby. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Tony Defio, Brian Anthony Davis, we're no good for you, baby. But mm-hmm. just keep coming back. Tony, take us home, buddy. Brian Anthony Davis, I am Anthony Defio. Thanks for hanging out with us again. And you, my friends, have just been hungover. See you next week.